At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the sports betting network. Oh, no, Brent, this is The Edge with Matt Eumanns and Wes Reynolds because JVT's wife gave birth to a uh, second baby boy today. Wes, do you have the details of the birth? It is uh, Dimitri. I don't have the uh, the weight or the height or anything, but congratulations to John and, and uh, Isabel on their second child. We were having a discussion actually on Lombardi line earlier, Matt, with myself and Amal Shah, Patrick Marr, in terms of how we feel about kids, because Patrick was like, I'm 20 years older than him, or I feel like it, and I don't have any kids, and he's already got a second one, and we all agreed on the assessment that we all love kids, but we love them when they belong to somebody else. You know, I, I thought you said a year ago or so that you wanted to have a kid. Nah. Am, am I wrong? I thought you said you wanted to find a wife and have a kid. <laughs> Did you not say that? I, I, I'm fleeting, oh, Matt. Okay. I, I change my mind on, on these okay. things. But uh, I like to be the guy that takes your kid, the kid to the ball game or let, watches Uncle them play. Wes. Uncle Wes yeah. watches them play at the park, stuffs them full of ice cream until they fall asleep, and then I don't have to bother with them anymore. <laughs> Congrats to uh, JVT and his wife. Who does Uncle Wes like in tonight's football game? Vikings hosting the Steelers. And uh, here at the South Point, 
Vikings now three-and-a-half-point favorites. Very difficult for me to lay that type of number with this Vikings team uh, right now. Wes, what's your take on Thursday night football? Yeah, and I didn't lay the number, but I did lay the money line here. And I went with, uh, I have minus 165. It's like 70, minus 75, basically, right now. And it's a risky proposition when you look at kind of the recent trends because uh, we know that the Steelers and Mike Tomlin, very good as an underdog. Big Ben, 7-3 and three against the number, his last 10 in the spot. Meanwhile, on the other side, Kirk Cousins, one and nine, his last 10 as a favorite. So why do I go ahead and back the Vikings? I think that this is kind of like their, this is the end of the line almost for their season. This is their game where they got to kind of rally around the family and such. And you look at the difference between these two teams. I don't really think the Steelers are that good. No, they're I not. think that they're just winning close games. They're six, one and one in these one score games. Meanwhile, the Minnesota Vikings are now uh, four and seven in these games. So so you, you look here and look, the Steelers played better in the second half against Baltimore, but they got away with one. John Harbaugh elected to go for the two. I don't disagree with the decision considering the state of his secondary and that Big Ben did pick that wounded secondary apart in the second half. But I think this is one where it's like you kind of go against the team off the good win and buy low on the Minnesota Vikings because they lost to the Detroit Lions, for God's sakes, and now they're 5-7. and seven. But if you look, all of their games have been one-score games. So I know expected record I've seen with some of the metrics guys think they should be 9-3. and three. I think that's probably a little much. So I would say, but this team should be like a 7-5 and five team. They are getting Dalvin Cook back. That's probably why you're seeing three and a hook, even though I don't really think that matters very much considering they're 29th in DVOA in terms of rushing, but I think Minnesota can move the ball through the air against Pittsburgh, even without Adam Thielen in the lineup. Joe Hayden, by the way, is not going to be back for Pittsburgh tonight. Minnesota gets reinforcements on defense with Eric Kendricks, the heart and soul of that defense. Also gets Anthony Barr back. Uh, Minnesota, our Steelers going to be without Isaiah Bugs and Joe Hayden, also without left guard B.J. Finney, mm -hmm. who really is their highest graded guard. All right, so you you bet Minnesota money line at what price? At minus one sixty five, you can get minus one seventy, minus one seventy five. Really hasn't gone up too much, so obviously shop around. But about a buck seventy five looks to be the market consensus. We're not seeing much movement on the total. Chris Andrews here at the South Point said his opening total of forty five, bet down to forty four and a half and forty four. There was a little bit of sharp play on the under, but that's about it. He thought that when he went to three and a half with the Vikings. Everybody who liked the Steelers would take the hook out here at the South Point when it wasn't showing up at other spots in the market. But you're seeing a lot of three-and-a-halves out there now. Bet MGM is at uh, Vikings minus three, minus 125. Mm -hmm. Circa is at minus three, minus 120. Uh, the Superbook is at three-and-a-half with the South Point and uh, several other shops. So, you know, here's the thing about the Steelers. Uh, Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. And I, I loved the Steelers last week getting four and a half mm -hmm. at home As did I. Uh, to the Ravens. I, I thought that number was really out of whack. Should have been two and a half or three. Uh, Steelers just find ways, like you said, they find ways to win games yes. and get in close games. I think Tomlin is kind of, kind of doing this, I'm going to say, with smoke and mirrors. Mm -hmm. Because this, like you said, this team, when you look at it statistically, is not really good in any area.
No. They got a veteran quarterback who's immobile, who a lot of times just throws throws the ball up for grabs, and they'll make it play downfield. Uh, I think JVT calls it prayer points, where Big Ben just throws it up for grabs. Right. The Steelers get a big play, and they get points out of the drive. Uh, it's just, I, it feels like a smoke and mirrors situation with the Steelers. Uh, but they're, they're, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if they stick in this, and this is a close game, and uh, you know they have a shot to win in the fourth quarter. Wes, my problem with the Vikings is – it kind of looks like the team's checked out on Mike Zimmer. Right, and and that does a little bit concern me. Now, maybe they kind of rally for one game, kind of a similar spot to what the Seahawks had last Sunday afternoon mm-hmm. against San Francisco. It's like, you know that you're pretty much out of it, or at least your any playoff hopes are hanging by a very thin piece of dental floss here. And you rally for one game, and then all of a sudden, you know, water finds its level, and you end up fading away. Minnesota, by the way, they have two games left with the Bears. They have the Rams at home and then they got to go to Green Bay plus this game tonight against Pittsburgh in Minneapolis so it's like this is go time really this is the last chance really the last hurrah for the Minnesota Vikings do you think they could get to nine and eight and win four of their final five games it's feasible I think I mean they the, you, you never know with the Rams I know you and I both like them this week on Monday night by yes. the way but you never know with this team because they have a tendency we've seen in prime time not to be able to get it done in these situations especially on the road so I think Minnesota can sweep the Bears and maybe beat the Rams but I don't see them going to Lambeau and winning but I don't know I don't know if is nine and eight going to get you in in the NFC well the track record is of this Vikings team tells you it's probably not going to happen anyway yes. and um that loss to the Lions last week is just uh, inexcusable. I, I was kind of kicking myself because I woke up on Sunday morning thinking, you know, today's the day the Lions are going to win. And th- that number was a little bit out of whack, and I didn't play the, the Lions in any of the contests last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was, a, I think, an obvious dog spot that uh, I passed, passed on uh, last week. Wes, let's take a look at three more spots in the NFL in the final four minutes. Quick analysis here with the uh, Raiders and Chiefs. The number at nine and a half. Circa has now moved to Chiefs minus 10. So if you like the Raiders, you can get them as double-digit dogs, total of uh, 47 and a half to 48. What's your uh, take on Raiders Chiefs? Yeah, you know, essentially the same number that we saw against the Denver Broncos and really, obviously, what happened last week. The Denver Broncos look good early in the week and then you don't really like it on game day because it kind of became one of those public underdogs uh-huh. and we know public underdogs go to die and Denver absolutely did 22 to 9 last week. So I think that this is the right number, really, for uh, the Raiders and the Chiefs and I I wonder how much the Raiders have left. You talk about a team, I don't want to say they're mailing it in, but you wonder how much uh, they've lost four of their last five. They lost to Washington last week. Uh, In those four losses, they failed to top 16 points. Dallas on Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. was kind of the outlier from that standpoint. But look, the Chiefs, I think the market still might be a little unsure about the Chiefs because this is a team, when you look at the ATS record dating back to last season, not very good, even though they got the cover. So you wonder if that creates value. But now it 10 if this was like eight and a half or nine I think there's still a little bit of value to be had but at 10 this is a pass for me no consideration taking 10 with the Raiders they won in Kansas City last season 
Yeah, and, uh, if I had to, I probably would. Now, I think that the Chiefs' defense is legitimately improved. I don't know if yeah. they've totally figured out the offense, but the one thing the Raiders don't do, they don't play what we've heard, these two high safeties uh, and this underneath cover two like Denver did last week, like everybody has been playing with Kansas City. They got one safety over the middle, and we saw what the Chiefs did to them here in Allegiant a few weeks ago on a Sunday night. They absolutely really got the offense going for a unit that was sputtering. Yeah, that was 41-14. Lopsided win for the Chiefs in the first meeting. And uh, looks sure looks like they're going to win the AFC West. Let's go to uh, Sunday night football. When we came on the air yesterday, it was announced that Justin Fields is going to be the starting quarterback for the Bears. No movement in the number. Packers, 12.5-point favorites, total of 43 at Lambeau on Sunday night. Not a very attractive uh, Sunday night football game. But, Wes, do you think this number gets a 13, maybe 13-and-a-half uh, by Sunday because the betting public's going to want to bet the Packers, yeah. who've been uh, a really good ATS team, and the Bears have not. Yeah, you're right. Not a very attractive Sunday night game. They need to flex this out and maybe do a rerun of Annie Live or some kind of NBC programming because just not a lot of interest in this for me. I don't think the quarterback really makes a difference that much in the market even though Fields has an upside because look they still play behind the same offensive line and look I thought the Bears maybe could be a little bit live last week because Arizona getting Kyler Murray back off some rust some inclement weather that game was over from the jump with those two turnovers in their own territory and it was 14 to nothing so look uh, Aaron Rodgers I own you and he's probably going to own him again but a little bit too rich for my blood. Bears 4-8 and eight straight up and against the spread. West, the VSIN Bowl betting guide is almost here with everything you need to bet smarter on every bowl game. This year's guide provides matchup analysis on every bowl, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. The guide is designed to give you an edge, whether you are betting on every game, playing contest, or just want to find a few key high-value props. The guide drops on Monday. Make sure to get your copy today for only $19.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. And uh, we will have a panel of handicappers with 10 best bets in there. Uh, last year, Bruce Marshall and I tied for the lead in that contest at 7-3. and three. Bruce is going to join us later in the show today. Have you have you placed a few bowl bets? I have, yeah. and I'm looking to do a few more. Obviously, it's a little bit it's difficult because not only what players aren't going to play, but what coaches are not going to be there because it's not just the head coaches. It's coordinators, position coaches, who's thinking about their next job and who's thinking about preparation. How about the situation with Fresno State? I know a coach you respect <laughs> a lot, Kalen DeBoer, he leaves and he gets hired at Washington. It looked like Jake Hayner was in the transfer portal headed to Washington, too. Now that's not the case. And that's why I bet UTEP early on at 12 and a half. <laughs> yeah. This might rise back up a little bit, so you still might get a chance to get close to that number. That's the New Mexico Bowl. We'll talk a little bit about the Bulls, more NFL later in the show. A quick break here on The Edge. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe 
Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. On VSN, the sports betting network. Hey, before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. Betting splits are another way vsin is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Hopefully, JVT is going to do his daily write ups at vsin.com slash JVT on the NBA. Man, he's been red hot. No. He was 3-0 last night. Wes, he's at over 65% against the spread. It is must-read, really, for me. And as somebody that bets the NBA mostly in, like, second halves and a little bit of in-game, his pre-flops have really helped me out because I'm pretty much, you know, almost flipping a coin pre-flop. But, you know, getting his information, though, makes – if you don't get it in before the pre-flop – 
you get that second half and kind of use his analysis and the numbers he runs every day at vcin.com. It'll help you out a great deal. All right, Wes, let's talk a little Big Ten hoops, okay? We love the Big Ten. And uh, last night I had a wild ride in that conference. Wisconsin minus three, down 22 in the first half. You had Indiana plus five. That's one of the worst pushes you're ever going to have in your lifetime as a Hoosiers basketball fan. I still can't believe Indiana has not won a game in Madison since 1998. (laughs) And the last year I think lost in overtime in Madison, right? Last night, how did the Hoosiers get up 22 in the first half? And then how did they lose 64-59 with the Badgers scoring the final 11 points in the last three minutes? Matt, when you look at it in the first half, they were almost like 1.5 points per possession against a really good defensive Wisconsin team. And then in the second half, I think they were like .55, might be off uh, a tenth or two, but... .55 in the second half, and I think what happened, number one, you didn't get your All-American the ball. Trace Jackson Davis only had 10 shots, and you didn't get him the ball. Xavier Johnson, you know, went a little bit freelance, went a little bit selfish. I know that's his game going downhill, but it's like, you know, sometimes he needs no time and score and just couldn't finish four of 15 from the floor, two of six from the three throw line. And it's like if Xavier Johnson is going to be the man for this Indiana team, this team's heading straight to the NIT because (laughs) I feel like if you're not good enough to be the man at Pitt, you darn sure aren't good enough to be the man at Indiana. And then I also got, you know, Mike Woodson's got to take a little bit of blame here because I think what he is used to doing, everybody was like, oh, he's not going to be able to recruit. He's going to be able to recruit fine. It's adjusting his coaching to a college game because that's why I hate having conference games in December. And I like them starting in January because this is the time of year, your rotation, you're playing 10, 11, 12 guys. You don't do that in conference play. It's like we're playing eight, maybe nine guys, and sometimes even less than that at seven. And, you know, just playing too many guys, resting your starters a little bit too long, that's like an NBA thing that he's obviously used to having coaching that league for almost 25 years. Got to figure it out here. That was just an absolute choke job by Indiana last night. Wisconsin, very beatable. And Indiana, yet again, couldn't do it. Haven't done it since 1998. Number closed four and a half at most spots. Uh, there were fives out there. And the circuit the night before had it uh, Wisconsin minus three. So mm-hmm. how about this? This lands on five, 64-59. Uh, Wisconsin gets a big comeback win. Wes, if you want to relive it, uh, the game's being replayed on the Big Ten Network right now. Uh, Also last night... (laughs) I've relived that game for about 25 years, seemingly, Matt. Also last night, I played Minnesota plus seven, came up a point short. The Spartans uh, hit every free throw in the the Mm -hmm. last minute, and uh, Minnesota lost by eight to uh, Michigan State. I also took, after the show yesterday, I was looking at uh, the Towson uh, Mm State-Ohio State game, because the night... Gonzaga and Duke played at the um, T-Mobile. Mm-hmm. I was at the Orleans Arena watching that uh, mid-major tournament, the Las yes. Vegas Classic, and I saw Towson run New Mexico out of the gym uh, that night. And I was like, man, this Towson team's pretty good. They are a good team, and I ended up being on them last night. Played Did you get really- 15? I got 14 and a half. They end up playing really good defense. And look, uh, you saw them run out New Mexico the night before. They were very competitive against USF, the Dons, who are a very good team this year. And look, I just felt Ohio State, too, kind of in that little tricky spot there a little bit because they came off their first conference win at Penn State on Sunday. They get the Badgers coming in on Saturday. This just seemed like a dead game for them. Yeah, it was a flat spot. So Michigan State won 75-67. Ohio State was up one at the half, ended up winning by nine. So Towson did get there last night. Let's talk about some Big Ten basketball you can bet tonight. 
Purdue and Rutgers, the number up from 12 to 13 and a half. Purdue, the new number one team in the country by a unanimous vote in the top 25, mm-hmm. Wes. So, uh, you and I both know Purdue's going to take a few losses in the Big Ten yes. season. It's going to happen. But Purdue might not take another loss until the m- middle of uh, January when the Boilermakers go to Michigan. And uh, that's going to be a tough spot. What do you think about this spot tonight, laying 13 and a half at Rutgers? I think this uh, line is a little bit too high, but obviously there's a lot of respect uh, for Purdue in the marketplace. Rutgers had a really ugly loss to Illinois mm-hmm. last week. Yeah, and you know I've been touting this Purdue team basically since April when I bet them to win a national championship. So, look, they haven't really proven me wrong. Otherwise, a little bit shaky against the press last Friday night yeah. against Iowa. A lot that's shaky. something yeah. that's got to be worked on because this is such a good team in terms of the half court where they don't turn the ball over and uh, I think people be surprised that they're the number one offensive efficiency team in the country but you've got five guys basically that that are shooting over 44% from downtown Stefanovic, Newman, Isaiah Thompson, Jaden Ivey so this is a team that can shoot they've got size down low they can defend I'm probably going to end up passing on this game, though. Geo Baker still not back for Rutgers. And Rutgers, we know that they play good defense, but, man, they are they are ugly offensively, and they've had some really poor results, I think, starting. They don't have a lot of size down there now that Miles Johnson is at UCLA, so I think Purdue could perhaps feast down low. Uh, I don't know how they match up with E.D. and Williams and Caleb first down there on the block. It's already been bet up where it probably got out of my price range. The opener, 11.5, I thought was worth it but now at this standpoint it's a leave alone yeah I'm not going to use it as a uh, best bet let's uh you know I've thought about playing Iowa State today and I think you might be on the other side but there's a five and a half showing up in the market even a six right now but mostly it's uh, Iowa as a five-point favorite in Ames against the Cyclones who have been surprisingly good they have not mm-hmm. lost a game yet T.J. Otzelberger former UNLV coach off to a really good start with Iowa State the ranked team is the home dog here, Wes. Yeah. And uh, I think there's been some sharp play on Iowa. Would you agree? Yeah, and and you could still maybe lay $2 on the money line on Iowa, which I'll either do that or I'll wait for an in-game opportunity. I do kind of think the Hawkeyes are the right side here. And look, they were a team that I underestimated. Now, there's a long season. I could still be proven right, but I thought that they were at best a mid-pack team in, in the Big Ten. And I know they've lost their first two games in the conference, but this is a team that's rebounded. Keegan Murray did come back against Illinois on Monday. This is a team, we know Fran McCaffrey, what they're going to do. They're going to be able to score points. They're going to be efficient offensively. They move the ball well. They find open shooters. If you key on Murray, Bohannon, and these other guys can absolutely kill you. They don't turn the ball over. They're actually, I believe, number one in the country in terms of offensive turnover rate. However, we know what Iowa is. They cannot guard a lamppost oftentimes. So, I mean, that's what what concerns you with this team. They, They serve Certainly couldn't guard Illinois well enough on Monday night. I credit Iowa State. Nice wins over Memphis, Xavier, and Creighton. They're doing it with a lot of transfers. Four transfers are out of the five starters for TJ Otzelberger. And that kind of makes me a little bit nervous on the Iowa State side. When you step up in class against a team that pretty much you know, develops their players. These are Fran McCaffrey's guys and his recruits. Not a lot of transfers. This is all transfers, basically, for Iowa State. I don't think that they're going to be able to, uh, you know, Iowa's not going to turn the ball over. So Iowa State, I don't think, is going to get careless plays to get buckets in transition. So that does kind of concern me. But the line has already moved up to five and a half. You may want to wait for an in-game opportunity if you like the Hawkeyes.
Yeah, the Cyclones catching five and a half here at the South Point. Treasure Island in town showing a six and mm-hmm. a total of 151 and a half in the Iowa-Iowa State game. Uh, Mike Palm's favorite game of the year. The Cyhawk game. Oh, right. Mike Palm loves the Iowa-Iowa State games. All right, let's get to uh, two more in the last two minutes. Uh, I'm going to hit you up on this Gonzaga-Merrimack game and uh, Zag's 32-and-a-half-point favorites. Man, I was catching a lot of crap on Twitter early in the season where I said the Zags are phony favorites mm-hmm. on the Futures board, not mm-hmm. the true number one team. West, they've lost twice now to Duke and Alabama last week on a neutral. That game was in Seattle, right? And uh, the, the Crimson Tide uh, get a big win over the Zags. What do you think about a spot like this where Gonzaga is a 32-and-a-half-point favorite over Maryland? Yeah, and one of those that you didn't mention was actually their nine-point win over Tarleton State between those two losses. Is uh, Billy Clyde can slow you down. Billy Gillespie, now the coach down there at Tarleton State. They're 355th in tempo. This was like a two- or three-possession game with four minutes ago, and Merrimack is another one of those teams. 350 in tempo. They're four and six. This is not a very good team, so they should be able to waylay this team, you would think, Gonzaga, but can Joe Gallo and his guys go ahead and slow it down enough. By the way, Gonzaga does have UW coming into Spokane. They renewed that rivalry when Romar was there. I think they went a year or two without playing that game. So, look, looking to beat UW. Well, Washington Washington stinks. They do. So, they may, uh, you know, save it and try to roll these guys out. I can't lay 32 and a half. Merrimack Warriors getting 32 and a half at Gonzaga. Yeah, that should be a, a blowout. Uh, in terms of like a 35, 40-point Gonzaga win. I'm not going to play the dog there. Uh, Wes, quickly, Texas, Seton Hall, Pirates, one-point home favorites. Under for me. I think two really good defenses. Seton Hall, when they played kind of snail-paced teams, Cal, Michigan's a little bit slower tempo. They have scored 62 and 67 points, respectively. Texas, one of the slower-tempo teams in the country. I like the under. Under 134 for Wes and Texas, Seton Hall. Quick break. We come back. Bruce Marshall of the Gold Sheet joins us. Stay tuned. This is The Edge on VSN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of The Edge brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray. No more spit cups. No batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strings so you can easily find the satisfaction level that is perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zen.com find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash fine warning this product contains nicotine and nicotine is an addictive chemical look what you got here wes some zen zen nicotine pouches this so, is a uh, wintergreen flavor yeah bring bring it bring it for the smoker on the set thank you <laughs> you're not allowed to smoke during the show but you can choose zen wintergreen uh, pouches if you wish do you want one I, why not? Okay, here you go. There you go. Everything's an experiment here. Come on. Go. Try one. All right, let's bring our buddy Bruce Marshall on uh, to talk college football, college hoops, and more. Bruce, editor of the Gold Sheet. And, uh, Bruce, I know you love the Army-Navy game every year, so we're going to kick it off right there. And uh, 
Actually, we've got Navy as a seven and a half point dog, a total down to 34. And there's an obvious trend with the total in this game, Bruce. Uh, break down Army Navy for us. Well, okay, let's get to that total thing first, Matt. And they are making us pay if we want the under here. Yep. But for good reason. I mean, they've gone 15 straight in this series under. And in commander-in-chief games, including the Air Force games, the last 50 of those, it's 40, 9, and 1. Mm-hmm. So 40 wins, 9 uh, overs, and 1 push to the under. So, I mean, obviously, that's been that's the trend to look at. Now, they're, they're putting this thing down 30. And you think, God, that looks that that just looks too long. Well, I don't know. I mean, last year, what did we have? Fifteen to nothing, and it was lucky it got that high. Uh, and that's the game they had to play at West Point, and the weather was a problem up there. But it's the same thing. It's the it's the parameter of this matchup. It's two option teams that run, run, run. They rarely throw. They rarely have incompletions. They rarely stop the clock. And last year's game only had 96 total plays. There have been games this year where one team has had 96 plays. And last year, that was the total number of plays in the whole game. So there's fewer snaps, and this works mostly with Air Force, too, but it really works on these two plays. So I don't think they're going to get there again. I think they're going to stick under. I might look at Navy plus the points, even though this is not a vintage Kenny Niamatsalova team. Um, Ravitai's been a, a serviceable option pilot. They've been covering games, um, and they can, uh, they've covered seven in the last night. They're going to keep this thing close. Low scoring, close, but under is the way to go at MetLife. Yeah, Matt, and to Bruce's point, I think Navy has played a little bit better down the stretch covering numbers with this uh, new quarterback. And look, this is their bowl game because they're not going to a bowl. Army, of course, is going to play Missouri in the Armed Forces Bowl. Army's already seen some money and some of mine, including that. So I'm on Navy at seven in the hook. Yeah, last year's game, I just watched a replay a, a couple days ago. And um, Army won last year 15 nothing. That game was played in the snow. You mm-hmm. recall that? Uh, and that under trend has been strong here. But you got 8-3 and three Army, 3-8 three and eight Navy on Saturday. Always a, um, always a good college football game with uh, tradition. I know Bruce Marshall appreciates it. Bruce, we're going to talk quickly about one bowl game here because there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the bowl season with coaching changes, transfers, players opting out for the NFL draft. How about the Fresno State situation now? Kalen DeBoer, the coach, goes to Washington. It looks like Jake Hayner, the quarterback, is going to transfer. He's in the portal. It looks like he might go back to Seattle. Now with Jeff Tedford as coach at Fresno, it looks like Hayner's back, and he might play in the bowl game. Wes, I know you bet on this game, New Mexico Bowl, Mm -hmm. UTEP, and uh, Fresno State. I think you took 13. Did you take 13 with UTEP? And uh, the number's down to 10.5 or 11. Uh, with Fresno State the favorite. Bruce, what do you make of uh, this strange situation surrounding the uh, Fresno State side in the New Mexico Bowl? Yeah, it is strange, man. We'll talk about this more when we get closer, deeper into the bowl season here. But, I mean, the bowls seem like almost a nuisance right now, really, for a lot of these situations. They shouldn't be playing games now with all the stuff that's going on. And normally the circumstances surrounding them shouldn't be happening, but that's what it is what it is. Uh, I kind of agree here that the president's had so much go on here in the last week. Um, and there's UTEP sitting there with Dana Demo. I mean, they get to a bowl this year. I, I think... Getting UTEP bowl eligible by Halloween should have 
wanted a trip to the White House for Dana Dimmel because <laughs> where UTEP has been for the last uh, decade. Um, and what they did, I mean, Hardison's not a bad quarterback. They play defense now. Look how bad their defense was a few years ago. They've got a defense now at UTEP. It's not great, but it's not bad. And Hardison can make some plays at quarterback. I, you know, the Hainer thing is not good. I mean, if he plays, I might think a little I might back off a little bit on, U, on uh, UTEP, but with all else going on, yeah, I'll, I'm like, Wes, I'll take the points, sure. All yeah, right, that game's right team. around the corner, Wes. That's the second day of the bowl season, by the way, December 18th. Yeah, this team has not been to a bowl in seven years. So Dana Demmel, when he took over, I think he took over a winless program yeah, or a one-win yeah. program after Sean Googler. And it was kind of like, okay, Demmel, kind of an uninspired hire dating back to uh, a coach under Bruce Snyder. But he's got them rolling. I think this is a team, and that's what you're looking for in bowls. This is a team that's excited mm-hmm. to be there. All right, so uh, Wes on the dog. Looks like Bruce might be. And that New Mexico Bowl, and I know JVT is on the dog in that game as well. Bruce, let's cover uh, a small college hoop slate tonight, but some interesting spots here. And uh, one that gets your attention is Monmouth and St. John's with the uh, St. John's side, eight-and-a-half point favorite, total of uh, 154-and-a-half. St. John's still might be pretty good this year. Um, but, I mean, they've, they've lost their best chance to make some noise outside of the Big East and they had a big chance against Kansas the other day. If they could have won that game, it would have been a signature win. They didn't. They're not going to have another chance for a big win until they get into the Big East. They've also failed to cover five in a row. King Rice, on the other hand, is doing a really nice job at Monmouth. They've won seven straight. They have covered all eight games against the spread this season. And uh, he has picked up I mean, many teams. He worked the portal really good, and he's picked up some kids – Shavar Richardson out of Seton Hall, Walker Miller, the big kid who hardly played in North Carolina. They are making big contributions, and uh, Pappas, the returning guard, loves these guys because they're taking some attention off him. He's hitting about 44% beyond the arc. Monmouth can win this game, I think, and uh, certainly plus eight and a half, nine. They are a very live underdog tonight out in Queens. They can catch nine with uh, Monmouth if you like that. So, Bruce, uh, what are some of your other best bets on the card tonight? we got a, uh, a schedule highlighted by Texas Seton Hall, Purdue Rutgers, Denver, New Mexico, Iowa, Iowa State, Grand Canyon, Arizona State. What do you like tonight? Uh, I think Iowa State can win this game. I think T.J. Otzelberger might end up being coach of the year this year. Um, and what he, the, the quick work in the portal that he did, bringing in Isaiah Brockington from Penn State, Kyle Scher from, from Minnesota, and Tyrese Hunter could be one of the best freshman guards in the country. This team is totally different. You talk about remake. They were awful last year. And this team is going to make the dance and I think can win a game or two in the dance. I'm jumping. I might get over my skis here a bit. But I watched the Creighton game. I watched the Memphis game. This team is good. I know Keegan Murray can score for Iowa, but this is not a great defensive Iowa team. And I think Iowa State slows them down tonight and wins this thing. You're getting some points with Iowa State. So I think I'm going to give the Cyclones a vote there. Interesting one down the valley of the sun in Phoenix. The Battle of Phoenix is Grand Canyon. This is a chance they can finally beat ASU tonight. They came without a point last year. Remy Martin had a three-pointer in the last few seconds to knock out Grand Canyon. We know the trouble Arizona State is having this year. I don't know what to make of that Oregon game, but, I mean, they're they're fighting down there in Tempe. What they saw against Washington State last week, scoring just 29 points. This is a game that uh, Grand Canyon can win. All the guys back from last year for Bryce. Uh, Blackshear's a great guard. And uh, Holland Woods transferred, did a great job at Portland State a few years ago. He was at Tempe last year. Now he's at uh, at Grand Canyon. I think the Adelaide can win this game. And uh, 
take down the Sun Devils tonight in Tempe. Bruce, what do you got going on there? Are you babysitting today, or what's the deal? I'm in downtown Celebration, Florida, in the most beautiful little city in the world. There's kids running around here because they're getting ready for uh, Christmas stuff tonight. So America's uh, grandfather, as you call him, Bruce Marshall. America's granddad, Bruce Marshall, uh, editor of the Gold Sheet. Uh, Bruce, uh, we got one minute left. Give me your best bet in the NFL this week. And um, Wes and I are going to talk about the Cowboys-Washington game after the break. I'm not sure if that's your best bet, but that's on your list. What, what do you like the most in the NFL? If you, if you can find a three out there with Atlanta, uh, and I'm not a big Falcons fan this year, but I think they can go in there and take down Carolina this week. Uh, they've actually won four or six on the road. They're still in the NFC wild card race. But what's going on with Carolina is a real disappointment there. Mm-hmm. And that rule is not living up to expectations. Moving Joe Brady out this week. Talk about throwing a guy under the bus. I hear they're still going to go with Cam at quarterback. If I'm P.J. Walker, I am very upset. He should have been in there. He'd, he's a better option than Donald would have been. He's certainly a better option than Cam would have been. He's a guy that ended up, he actually won that game at Arizona. And all the highlights were about Cam running two plays from the goal line yeah. for touchdowns. They all miss. I think Atlanta goes there and wins this game outright. All right, Bruce Marshall, editor of the Gold Sheet on the Falcons. Uh, Bruce, appreciate the time today, man. Have a great weekend. Okay, boys. Thank you much. Wes Reynolds and I return here in a minute on the Edge VSIN, the Esports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN holiday offer is here right now. When you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store where you can buy the special Wes Reynolds t shirt. Check that out. Actually, that's Brent Musburger, sorry. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VSIN sports betting swag. Hurry, this is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift, vsin.com slash subscribe. Wes Reynolds, Matt Eumann's here on the edge. JVT and his uh, wife welcome their uh, second boy this morning. So JVT's going to be out of this show about 10 days. Uh, but go to vcin.com slash JVT. He's going to have his NBA write-ups. I don't think he's going to have one yeah, right small away. Yeah, tonight, yeah. by the way. Only three games on the card. You probably should take a couple days off. But when you're this hot, you don't want to take I know, days you off. Don't, you don't I want say, to, absolutely. And I look, I followed suit on one of those last night. I only had five with the Pistons. But look, very good rationale. Now, they went to overtime. They got that dog in overtime deal yeah. up in Detroit. But men ended up uh, getting there. And then uh, Thunder over the Raptors. Bad start, but the Thunder, absolutely. And you're getting some value with the mm-hmm. Thunder, too. Because everybody remembers what they lose to the Grizzlies by... Uh, 73. 73 points, uh, the most ever in NBA history. So, look, still baked in, in the number, and JVT capitalized on that with the Thunder. Winners for JVT last night on the Pistons and Thunder as underdogs, and he is now 38 and 21 ATS. So, you got to go to vcin.com slash JVT, even though he does deserve a couple days off at least. How about uh, JVT's best bets for the NFL? Uh, he and I are on some similar games this week, but uh, again, this week. And one is the Browns minus two over the Ravens. I did not play the Lions this week, mm-hmm. uh, but JVT is on the Lions plus eight. Uh, my best bets in the NFL, West. the first one I played was uh, Rams plus three over the Cardinals. You and I are going to break that d- game down in a few minutes. also played Washington uh, plus four against the Cowboys. Uh, Should have taken the five. That number is pretty much four and a half in the market. 
uh, right now, and Bills plus three and a half against the Buccaneers. Yeah, I'm with you with two of the three there, one of which we're going to break down momentarily, the other being the Buffalo Bills at three and a half. I know coming off a physical game, kind of a difficult thing, that weather game, but I think, you know, you've seen these games, I think, so far this year, Matt, off a primetime loss, and everybody kind of goes against them, and it gives value on that team off the uh-huh. primetime loss. I think that's what you're seeing with the Bills here. I think so. Uh, let's go to college football bowl game best bets. Uh, this list has not changed. I'm going to be a little bit hesitant to add games to the list, Wes, unless I know that mm-hmm. the number I'm getting is going to be the best number. Mm-hmm. And I think what I bet here, probably the best numbers on these games, actually I bet Western Michigan a plus three and a half mm-hmm. when that number was dropping quickly. But by the time we did the show that day, it was pick em. And you can still get Western Michigan at pick em against Nevada in the quick lane bowl. Oklahoma minus three and a half over Oregon in the Alamo Bowl and Notre Dame minus two over Oklahoma State in the Fiesta. I think I may follow suit with you. I'm on Western Michigan already as well as at a better number, but I think I may follow suit with you on Notre Dame. I like the way that they reacted to Marcus Freeman. Uh-huh. I think they're going to go to like war for this guy. I think that they're going to be very focused against an Oak State team that their defensive coordinator now going to take the Ohio State yeah. defensive coordinator gig. And the Cowboys blew their shot at the college football playoff by losing the Big 12 championship last night in college hoops. Wow. Still can't believe I had a winner with Wisconsin, minus three. And uh, a one-point loss with Minnesota plus and, seven. And Minnesota so, was never in that. They were kind of right around that number the whole game. Michigan State made all their foul shots. I've been impressed by Minnesota because this team yeah. should be like bottom of the barrel. I mean, I didn't think this team was going to maybe win seven games all season. Mm-hmm. And they've already done well, you so. Know what? Uh, Minnesota still might be the worst team in the Big Ten. Do you think? Yeah, the 14 I mean, teams? they're going to get reality. I mean, yeah. don't get it twisted. They're not going to go like 500 in this league, but they are competing. I give Ben Johnson credit because he basically had to scramble to yeah. get a team together. Uh, no He's course. very well connected in that AAU circuit, coached uh, that grassroots basketball. So he'll get players there, but it's going to take a couple of years. All right, Wes Reynolds, let's get to your best bets. And first, I want to start with uh, college hoops. Uh, we talked about this first game just a little bit. Seton Hall hosting Texas, and you also have a play on Colgate Pitt. Yeah, under for me in both of these games. If you look, uh, Colgate has been uh, pretty impressive this year. If you look, they did go to Syracuse and beat them by 15. Kind of came back to reality, though. Losing at Harvard, losing at home to Niagara, losing to Northeastern. So this is a team four and five. They should be the favorite, rather, in the Patriot League. Pitt, meanwhile... Two and six, bad season for these guys, but these guys are playing like an absolute snail right now. They're 327th in tempo. In terms of defense, the average possession length, 345th out of, I believe, 358 teams. This is a team that has to slow it down. Not a lot of offensive talent. They had a lot of transfers out of the program this year. So Jeff Capel really having to slow it down. You look at their last two games, it was 57-56 at UVA. Actually, that went over the total with a buzzer beater by Virginia. It was 112.5, 54-53 against the aforementioned Minnesota Golden Gophers. So uh, I think they'll be able to they, – they got to slow Colgate down tonight. So I like the under in that one, 136. I think there's 135.5 in the market right now. 
All right. And what was your best bet on the Seton Hall Tech? Yeah, Texas? under 134 and a half. Couple, I think you're the undertaker tonight. Yeah, I am. Uh, I, and, and I do like that. I also, there's another under I like that I didn't give out, Denver, New Mexico. That's down to 145. But, yeah, I think Texas Seton Hall, look, Texas is a team that plays a very slow tempo. And Seton Hall has been willing to play that slow tempo. Texas, 349th in the country in tempo. Really good defense. They're second best in the nation, forcing turnovers about 29% of the time but Seton Hall takes care of the basketball. So it won't quite be what we saw with Texas Tech and Tennessee right. at the Jimmy oh, B the other oh, night, wow. which uh, I gave out as an under, and, boy, that was the easiest bet I've had all season. All right, Wes, uh, quick analysis again because we talked about this game at length to open today's show. But Steelers-Vikings, and uh, you played the Vikings on the money line today. I did. I think that this is kind of a buy-low spot because it's like, who the hell wants the Vikings off winning to losing the Detroit Lions? They got to 5-5, five and five and then all of a sudden they've lost two. So it's like, are they done? Adam Thielen, by the way, is going to be out tonight for Minnesota. But I think Justin Jefferson can carry them. Kendricks and Barr back on defense. Uh, I think the Steelers have been – they're about two equal teams here. I actually think Minnesota might be the better team. They've just mm-hmm. been very unlucky with all these close losses. And maybe – I think Mike Zimmer probably is on the hot seat. Might be one of the few coaching changes there. But I like him in the spot here. I think the Steelers got very fortunate, and they've been getting fortunate a lot this season. So I went ahead and laid the money line. Uh, better offense and I think better defense when you look at those DVOA metrics at Football Outsiders. Vikings three and a half point favorites over the Steelers tonight. Uh, total forty four and a half. I just could not lay three and a half with the Vikings. Couldn't do it. I mean, I mean, I get it. I mean, it is a hold your nose play, but yeah. sometimes, uh, you know, you go where the stink is here, and it's still three and a half, basically mainly in the market. There are some threes minus a dollar twenty five. Yeah. So shop around depending on what you want to do, if anything at all. Kind of feels like uh, or smells like stink on both sides of that game tonight. Yeah, pungent. Uh, yeah. Pungent smell on both sides. Hey, before evening. we wrap up the show with two more NFL games, look at this uh, graphic on top 10 U.S. states and sports betting handle. I wanted to talk about this quickly because Ben Fox tweeted this out. Uh, ben Fox, VSIN digital editor. This is from October. New Jersey, 1.3 billion. Nevada, 1.1 billion. Illinois, 840 million. Pennsylvania, 776 million. West, these numbers are staggering. And obviously, we're in the middle of the NFL season, so the betting uh, handles are going to be mm-hmm. high. But man, these are these are through the roof. This is one month where you're topping a billion in handle. Yeah, absolutely. And you have all these promotions and whatnot, and boosts, and yeah. you know, free play to get you involved. And that's why you're seeing these massive numbers. All right, uh, two more in the NFL. Did Mike McCarthy guarantee a win for the Cowboys at Washington on Sunday? But then he gave a little caveat where he kind of backtracked a little bit. But he goes, "Well, I guarantee I want to, you know, win all the games and whatnot." So he kind of tried to backtrack a little bit. He's clumsy. McCarthy is clumsy. He said, "We are quote going to win at Washington on Sunday." Um, Doesn't have anything to do with McCarthy if the Cowboys uh, win. They went in spite of him. They actually won without him last week at New Orleans. Cowboys four and a half point favorites, total of forty eight. Dak Prescott seven and one in his career against Washington. I like the home dog here. Well, Cowboys got a two game lead in the division. Might they collapse in December? I don't think oh. that they will, but okay. I can only take the home dog here from this yeah. standpoint. I didn't like what I saw out of Dallas and New Orleans. They should have beaten that team by four touchdowns last week. Yeah, they picked on Taysom Hill. 
uh, last week. Can they do it to Taylor Heineke? I don't know. How about uh, we'll wrap up the show with this one. I played the Rams as the best bet at plus three. West, the market's pretty much at two and a half. Mm-hmm. Rams at Cardinals on Monday night. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, this is the time. Put up or shut up for the Rams. They were my Super Bowl pick in terms of coming out of the NFC. Arizona uh, got an impressive win against the Rams earlier and really impressive last Sunday against the Bears in what was kind of a tough spot. Uh, I do like the – I think the Rams eventually, they're going to get right in a prime yeah. time spot. They haven't really done it the last three opportunities. I think this is the time. If you miss the three, obviously a teaser option up to eight and a half. You know, Sean McVay was 8-0 and against the Cardinals with a plus 160 point differential before losing in the first meeting between the Rams and the Cardinals uh, this season. Wes, thanks for jumping in for JVT today. Appreciate it. Great That's job. That's it? I'm That's only one hour? One hour, man. That's it. I'm We're done. I'm used to being the marathon man around this joint. Uh, you're used to six and seven hour shows now. Uh, that does it for The Edge. Stay tuned for My Guys in the Desert, Visa, and the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.